Welcome back, guys, to episode three. This is Life with Sydney and Davis, where every week we share stories about our life as a couple working together as photographers traveling the world. Okay, so we are in the Amalfi Coast this week. Last week we left off with you, we were on the Isle of Capri, and since then we have taken a ferry over to the coast of Amalfi, which is actually a bunch of small little towns along the coast. Amalfi is one of those, but there's, I think like 10 or 12 cute little towns. I didn't know that before coming, that there's many of them. And we have been exploring a lot of those this week. And last time when we came, we only got to see Positano, which is arguably one of the most famous towns along the Amalfi Coast, but each one of them all has its charm. So it's been super fun to try to do that. The sad thing is it has been raining and raining and raining. It's been so much rain. (laughs) Honestly, we came at a time of year when we thought that, hey, it's going to be shoulder season. This is going to be perfect. We even talked to some of the employees at the hotels being like, hey, what's the typical weather like? And one gentleman, he said, man, I've been living here for 50 years and this is the most rain I've ever seen in my entire life. But I have to say Amalfi Coast is beautiful, honestly, no matter what the weather is, because even when it's rainy, it's kind of got that moody vibe to it. So it's not like if we were somewhere tropical where it would be, I think, even more of a bummer. But there are a lot of things that were just, I don't know, on my list of bucket list um, adventures I've always wanted to do. Like I've always wanted to rent a scooter and just take it through all of the cute little towns and just see them all. Um, So that will have to be for next time. And there's also so many of the beach clubs that I really wanted to see. They get all their umbrellas popped up and they're so cute. But again, that will be for another time because there were no beach clubs happening because we were essentially there during a monsoon. <laughs> well, the trade-off is it's not as crowded. So that is one of the, that's kind of the benefit of coming in shoulder season. The other thing is with these beautiful locations, the, tropi- the tropical areas included like Maldives, Tahiti, Hawaii even, in order for them to stay green and beautiful, they do have to receive a lot of rain. So of course in advertising, they wanna show the best, the most beautiful, light sunshine coasts, bright blue water, But the reality is, is you're not going to get sunshine every time you're there. And so I think it's realistic to expect at least a rainy day. If you're planning a vacation, don't don't expect it all to be sunny. And if you do get some rain, that's okay too. The funny thing that happened, though, is um, we had to take some more taxi cabs going around to the different towns because, as I mentioned, scooters were kind of out of the question um, with all of the rain that was happening and one of our taxi cabs was telling us about his life. And something I didn't realize is that being a pizza maker in the Amalfi Coast can kind of be a grueling profession. So he's telling us about how he started being a pizza maker, uh, uh, Napoli, Napoleon style? Napolitano. Napolitan style pizza maker. Napoli Napoli style. (laughs) Italian style pizza maker. um, That he started doing that when he was 16 years old and he had been doing it every day. 
and actually got carpal tunnel. Well, time out. He ran away from home to be a pizza maker. He did. That's <laughs> the real story. That sounds like Mario. And that's it's like the dream. he ran away from home to be a pizza maker. And so he was a pizza maker all around Europe following his passion. But because of all of the pounding with your knuckles and twisting and pulling and kneading the dough, he said it's really hard. And he got carpal tunnel, so he couldn't do it anymore. It was kind of sad, but also never would have realized how tough of a life it is as a pizza maker. And it totally makes sense that you could get carpal tunnel from that with how difficult it is. But... Well, he also put out this number that was kind of surprising to me is he's like, well, imagine if you're making 200 pizzas a day. I was like, okay, I can make one pizza at home when we were making pizza and eating pizza. But that like 200 pizzas per day, seven days a week for half of the year for five, 10 years. I mean, that's a lot of a lot of pizza. That's a lot of pizza. That's a lot of pizza. I think (laughs) I could understand the carpal tunnel in that regard. So anyways, that was an interesting story um, as we were driving that we probably wouldn't have met that pizza maker. So that was kind of fun. But um, as we've been in one of the hotels, it has been our honestly dream to come here for probably five, six years. Honestly, since I started looking at the Amalfi Coast, um, it's called Santa Cantarina. And it is just one of the most gorgeous beach clubs and coastal views. Everything about the hotel is so aesthetic. So I will say I was a bit bummed when the rain came and has stayed as clouds over the hotel the whole time. But as we've been here, um, we've been able to see that there was also actually a wedding scheduled and a huge production luggage shoot while we've been here. So that was kind of like a grounding moment, kind of bringing it back as we've been watching. We've been looking out the window. We saw this huge luggage shoot. They had probably five different cameras. They had a model or multiple models, multiple lines of luggage trying to shoot with this beautiful hotel. And here we were sitting there and I was feeling a little bit frustrated because we were um, shooting for the hotel and they had contracted us to get some content for them as well. But we had a lot more freedom with what we were doing. We could focus on interiors. We didn't have one day. We didn't have a whole team that we had paid and planned for and planned our whole marketing around these two days of shoot. So we were definitely feeling grateful that we were not in that situation or to have your wedding, the day that you plan for your entire life, be under the rain clouds. So, Well, it's hard to know, right? You can't plan that far ahead and know that the weather is going to be good. It's just it's supposed to be good from mid to late May going into the summer and it's going to be less busy so you get good prices. But the, the wedding we did see from our balcony They got a pocket of sun. They were able to have their ceremony. The flower girls were throwing the petals everywhere. They had their whole thing. Little, I think they had a violinist that was playing as she was walking down the aisle. Very small wedding, destination style wedding, because they were American. It was interesting to hear them talk. I think were they, yeah, it was a nice American accent, (laughs) which honestly, I don't really miss the American accent when we're traveling. I kind of don't like knowing what people are talking about, but... When we were at breakfast, we heard some of the people that were at the, attending the wedding and they were also from America. And I just, I forgot like how pointless conversations can be. And I just, <laughs> I'd rather it be an Italian where I'm like trying to learn what they're saying versus American where they're talking about just random stuff that is not that important, which is what we talk about. I mean, it's not like we have these life-changing conversations all the time either. 
But I will say, if I was going to get married, Davis and I were talking about this as we were watching the wedding, thinking if we were to get married again and have a destination wedding, honestly, the Amalfi Coast would be right up there at the top for me. I think for me, it would probably be something like Amalfi Coast, Puglia, which is another side of Italy, is also super charming and cute. Or I would do somewhere in the Greek islands, but like Amalfi, it's right up there. It's so you're saying you top. you wouldn't get married in the snow again like <laughs> yeah, we <laughs> did? We got married in the snow, people, when we got married. That was wild. Which is absolutely crazy because if you know us, or especially if you know if you me, know Sydney. I don't. I don't love the cold. I don't do so well with the cold. We got married in the snow, but we were young. We were 20 when we got married, and we honestly just had no idea. We were still in university, and it was just the timing that made sense. It made sense for everyone else but us. We honestly wanted to get married in the summertime, but if you get married when you're young, as we did, chances are family has a lot of uh, heavier influence on the location of the wedding, and so everyone was going to be in town and that was gonna be the best date so we got married on the 22nd of december that's true right before christmas because that was the most convenient for everybody to be able to attend which if we were to get married now my gosh that would be a different game i think the only thing that would stay the same is that we would get married to each other everything else would be different everything was beautiful and exactly as it was supposed to be then but I think our styles and everything has changed. But anyways, it's a good, we hey, it's were, good wedding and it's lasted, all right? Yeah. We've got a, a we have a marriage that's lasted. If we were to get married again, Amalfi Coast. Amalfi Coast. Okay, also as an honorable mention, I might add Tuscany in as a nice one or I'm surprised you're not saying France. I know South of France too. Like, okay. Anyway. So my list would be South of France, somewhere along the Italian Riviera, or a Greek island. All right, well, we're not getting married again. I know, but so. if in case anybody is looking for a destination wedding. Those, That's where Sydney would do it. I think would be just really beautiful. You're wondering. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's fair. And that's then nice. you would do a honeymoon somewhere tropical. So instead of getting married somewhere like the Maldives or Tahiti, I would save that for the honeymoon. Mm, that's good. I, I agree with that. We can make that work. Yeah. So again, in case anybody is curious. So yeah, that's the other thing about when we're in the Amalfi Coast and even in Capri, right now in this kind of rainy, more cloudy weather, anytime there is a break in the sun, we stop everything and we just start shooting. Because we go into these locations, we already know probably like 60 or 70% of what we want to capture. We already have done our research. We know, okay, this is the angle, this is the shot, this is the time of day even. We have an app on our phones that's called ephemeris, I think. And it is it shows where the sun is at any given hour of the day. And you can like look at it through a camera lens and it shows you where the sun's going to be at, say, 3 p.m. this afternoon or something. And so you can know where the shadows are going to be and the lighting, and it helps a ton. It's actually really cool, as David said. So literally, you take your cell phone up and you hold it at the horizon line and it will show you the path of the sun. So you can know, oh, okay, at... 3 p.m., the sun's going to be at this exact location in the sky. And so for photographers, this is amazing. So we know, all right, at this time, the sun will be behind the trees. It'll be behind that building or it'll be perfectly on the water in this way. And so that is kind of our Bible when we get to a location 
first thing we will always do is walk the property and typically we'll walk the property and then we'll get out the app to see where the sun will be at different times of day as we're planning our shoots. So we went, we walked around the property. It was still raining when we first got on site to this specific hotel. And what the rain also does is because the ground is wet, the cement creates a reflection. And we did not have enough of a dry spell where the cement dried up. So our shots actually have this kind of wet reflection to it, which I don't know. I think they kind of turned out cool. I'm I'm happy with the content we were able to capture. To be honest, so I was so excited to shoot the beach club, but with the rain, they took in all of the loungers. And so we had a lot more white space to work with with our shots. So it ended up being even more of a clean aesthetic than normal. So it's kind of cool. I'm honestly not that bummed about what we were able to do. We got a pocket of literally 45 minutes where the, where it wasn't raining. And even then it was like a light drizzle. We ran down to the pool area and we just started shooting all of these angles a lot more kind of top down. And we had a lot of fun working with that because this property is very angular. They've got a lot of really cool arches and corners and stairs. And so we were able to work with that and we had nobody else around. So we didn't have to battle people at all. We didn't have to battle um, lighting because it was all cloud cover. So it was all very smooth, soft lighting. Um, And it was so cute. The pool guys were still down there and they could see me shivering because it's it's about 50 degrees Fahrenheit with a drizzle. Um, And I'm out there in a bikini and we're trying to shoot shots as if it's a a beautiful day in the Amalfi Coast. And so in between some of the shoots, when the rain would start to come down a little bit harder, we would huddle up to wait for more of a pocket where there was less rain. And one of the cute pool guys came down in Italian, didn't speak any English, and he just puts this cup of tea in front of me and says something really sweet in Italian to me, probably telling me, oh, would you like a cup of tea? And so I just sat there and drank my tea in the rain, but it was just enjoying the views. I'm pretty sure he said something nice. He also could have said, you look freezing. He probably could have. (laughs) You look terrible. Like You you look absolutely frigid. But he did bring you some nice tea, and then you're chilling in the jacuzzi, and I was now standing in the in the cold rain. I didn't yeah. get a cup of tea. Yeah, you didn't. Well, I didn't. I don't. Understand. I actually sat in the pool because the pool was warmer than outside because it was slightly heated. They heated the pool. That was that looked like it was comfortable. So, anyways, I think that the shoot honestly turned out different than I expected, but maybe better. Yeah, I'm. I, check out our feed. Let us know what you think. If you guys are into it or not, I think it's a little bit different vibe than what we've captured recently. So hopefully, we will have in stories. We should have some of the photos up. But when this podcast goes live, maybe we'll have some of the posts there. Anyways, that was also just a good reminder to us of sometimes you just gotta go with the inspiration that you have and just change plans. Um, but yeah, as Davis said, it's kind of like. Whenever we'd get any glimmer of sun, sometimes we'd be in the room and we would see the sun break through and the water would start to sparkle a little bit. Literally, whatever was in our hands, we would drop it 
and just run out with our phones, with our cameras, and try to just like capture a little bit of the moments, the essence of the sun, and then it would go back behind the clouds, and then we would resume whatever we were doing. That was that was, that was rough, but we're grateful that we've been doing this for long enough now that we know we can capture what we need to within a short amount of time. And another, we were shooting another product that was outside of the hotel. We were walking along the coast in between Amalfi and Atrani, just two of the, the towns. You can walk between some of the towns, and of course, you could drive if you want to, but the views are just beautiful. It's very similar to, there's a place in northern Italy, almost by the border of France, called Cinque Terre, and that also has kind of these towns that you can hike in between. That has a train that connects them, though preferentially i think i lean more towards the amalfi coast but anyways story being we're shooting this product and we're balancing it on kind of the edge of the cliff of where the road is and then it kind of it just of course it drops straight off so as we said since it's rainy it's also pretty windy going on right now but as david said we had the product and it looked so nice with this view so there's like a cement um kind of like railing that we were balancing it on and Davis would put it on the railing and then I would shoot it really fast, rapid fire, and then he would grab it before it fell. Because you have the view of the bay behind it with the city that's like kind of built up into the mountains. Very epic looking view that kind of establishes a nice feeling that we were trying to capture. And there was one time when Davis didn't grab it before it fell. So we're sitting there and we watched the product topple down over the edge and fall on a roof of a building because on the Amalfi Coast, there's a bunch of buildings just stacked on top of each other. And so we sit, we sit there and we're looking at it for about five minutes saying, do we leave the product on this roof? Do we try we need, to climb down? We still need to shoot it more. We and, had, but we didn't want to like, I, I don't know, it wasn't a situation where we wanted to go knock the door and be like, hey, we need to climb on your roof. We're looking at it. And at first it looked like a thatch roof, but then it looked like it was a metal roof with just thatch over it to look nice. So we're kind of thinking, I think we could climb on this roof. Like, I think if we climb down there, we could get it. And we also decided that I was lighter than Davis, so I should probably be the one to do the climbing. So I had to climb down about, I don't know, it was like five, ten feet. Mm. It and was enough to be like I was clenching my whole body. <laughs> like I, I was clenching my teeth, my butt, my, my toes were curling. Everything was just kind of a high-intensity moment. Because you got people walking by. There's a restaurant around the corner that could see onto the roof so it had to be a very quick execution yeah we actually so we we timed it there was a waiter taking an order and i waited until the waiter was done taking the order he walked away sydney then, <laughs> and then like, I, spider monkeys out to it grabs it climbing and, on all fours grab the product and then scamper back over and up and then we just keep walking over the edge there was like a couple that walked by just kind of like looking at us and we just you know kept walking didn't make eye contact and just kept on going yeah you know if you don't make eye contact then you don't really have to explain yourself i think that's kind of how that works because if you if you look at someone when you're doing something wrong and then they see you doing that wrong thing you're kind of in this position where like you have to either say something, you have to laugh about it, or you just stare them down so that they feel so uncomfortable <laughs> that they walk away, or you just don't look. And we just all kind of just be like, all right, this didn't happen. If you're doing something that's a little sus, then just don't look anyone in the eye. And, and just, just keep just on walking. Just get out of there. Just go. <laughs> 
So we just kept on walking. We actually walked into the city into Amalfi and um, we shot another kind of quintessential thing about the Amalfi Coast is you can get these really beautiful kind of over the top lemon sorbets and they put them inside of an actual lemon and the lemons on the along the Amalfi Coast are not your normal lemons. They're not the ones that are about like the size of a fist. These are the size of a head, like like grapefruit size. Honestly, bigger than grapefruit. It's like baseball lemons. versus softball. See, America, we've got baseball yeah. lemons, like a nice baseball straight from the, the pitcher's mound. But softball lemons are Amalfi. Honestly, some big. of them are like soccer ball lemons. They okay, are. There's some soccer ball. They lemons. are so big. So, anyways, they put the lemon sorbet into these soccer ball lemons and then they put the top of the lemon on top. They're super cute. And then you put it into like a clear glass um, holder, like what you would have for ice cream. So it looks like an ice cream parlor. They're really iconic, really cute. And we were shooting another product with these ice creams because they're just really beautiful all for the healthy sum of 10 euros yeah they are they do cash only he took all my all my coins (laughs) but it looks really good and we don't eat ice cream and so we literally got this just to shoot this we would love to but unfortunately we we get migraines with sugar we've been off of it for about 10 years now um so the good and the bad thing is we know that we don't get migraines anymore but then we're not going to enjoy the lemon sorbet Anyways, we were shooting it. It looked beautiful. It gave us everything that we needed to. I got so much enjoyment just out of being able to photograph the beauty of it. And then afterwards, we were kind of sitting there and I literally out loud, I said to Davis, wow, I wish there was a couple that we could give this to to enjoy this because this would be a really beautiful moment. And I kid you not, just the cutest couple walked right behind davis's head they looked they looked like they were on their honeymoon i don't know if they were but in my mind they were they just were so happy just in love and i just i don't know is that is is that only people who are on their honeymoon is it like after you've been married for a certain amount of years are you not happy and in love i don't know but when i looked at them they were just they did look there was a light that was yeah they also they were eyeing that lemon ice cream like there they were gl- definitely peeking there was a glow to them though and they were walking by and i literally i don't know if this is cringe or not but i just turned to them and i just say would you guys like to enjoy this because we don't want it and their eyes lit up they were super excited about it i'm happy that they didn't think that we were creepy and like, why is that cringy that's i don't know altruistic i don't know but maybe like we're strangers i'm happy that they trusted us So we were able to give it to them. That kind of made a highlight for me that we didn't have to let this beautiful ice cream go to waste. Um, But he saw me holding a camera and he and he knew that we were taking photos. He's like, oh, yeah, anything for the gram. Right. And then for me, I kind of took that and I didn't know how to respond. So I was like, yes, it's my job. Like I I wanted to justify the fact that I was taking photos of this and I wanted to give them this for free. I was kind of like, just just take it and don't make this comment. But at the same time, I'm like, yeah, this is what I'm like. I'm shooting content for a company that's going to post this on Instagram. Yeah, this is, is that shameful? I don't know. I, I'm kind of like. This is for this somebody else's spot. gram, not for our gram. This isn't for our gram. But even if it was for our gram, it looks good. <laughs> it looks really good. Honestly, though, guys. 
guys, never be ashamed. Even if you want to, you're creating art, Dude, right? Do it you know for what the I mean? Do, do it. it for the art. Do it for the gram. Do it for the art and is the what art. I say. All of it. No regrets. Anyways, so that was a beautiful moment. Another great moment that we had along the Amalfi Coast that just, I kind of just brought me back to appreciation of art in general is we were sitting in this family owned restaurant. We had um, walked there one night when we were staying at the hotel, we wanted to go into Amalfi. I'd kind of had the dream. I said, I really, I just want to walk into the town, just go to an old family restaurant, just kind of no name, saunter in and have the quintessential Italian experience of a restaurant. Because so, if you're not sauntering in the Amalfi Coast when it's nighttime and going to dinner, then what are you doing? Yeah, you've got to saunter. <laughs> you've got to, you, you have slow to slow walk, kind of hips forward, chest high, shoulders back, appreciating the views. Arm in arm. <laughs> arm in arm. Just like, saunter. Dressed up, looking good, feeling good. In the local food restaurant. It's on the agenda. <laughs> 30 minutes of sauntering. 30 minutes of sauntering. If you don't saunter in the Malfi, then guys, you're missing out. So we sauntered into the town and we go into this restaurant and we sit down and there's just, you know, candles along all of the walls and old wine bottles and a chandelier that had old candles on it. It was just everything that I had wanted just one Italian lady who was serving the whole restaurant and his probably her husband was back there cooking and we're enjoying it. It was such a beautiful meal. But anyways, as we're sitting there, this guy comes in. He's probably, I want to say, 60 year old Italian man. He walks out of the kitchen. Is where he oh, came. is that where he, yeah, he okay. came out of the kitchen? He came out of the kitchen. He's got this low husky voice, like really, really low, low. Really. <laughs> and like only kind of speaking barking. Italian, so I don't know what he said. Buonanotte, <laughs> Yeah, he's kind of like Antonio Banderas in Italy. Yes, yeah. and his eyes were just like half open the entire time, just like looking through little, um, like. Like slit. It, he could Slits. have been like drunk. Like he may have been drunk. He may have been drunk. We're not balding, sure. Nice gray hair. Big Italian mustache. Like his clothes were almost too big for him, but they mm-hmm. were. He was a very frail looking man as is. And yes. So he just kind of like, kind of not put together, but enough to be like, all right. But he still had nice clothes, nice dress shoes, whatever. Yeah. He sits down. He may have owned the place. Like I, I don't know if he. Would own. I don't. I feel like I might have seen another photo of him on the wall. Maybe he was famous. Maybe he could have been. Anyways. He sits down at this music thing. It had a piano. It also had it's like two. It's just two keyboards with a little with an amp next to it. It'd be like if there was a band that was playing live. They could have had a three piece band, but it was just him. Yeah. So he sits down at this music bo- music thing because it wasn't just a piano. You could make different types of noises out of it. And he sits down and he starts playing it, and he was so amateur at it or oh, that sounds or terrible not amateur no no not amateur mediocre i guess would be the way that i would describe it not bad he it's wasn't kind of, bad it's the kind of thing where you have you've got the background music playing for you already and it's kind of it's it's a midi track is what it is and so it's just this like basic drum that's playing in the back like doom doom and then whatever chord you're playing in your left hand, it kind of the bass just got doom, 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 doom. Just really basic. And then he's freestyling on the right. But he's choosing these. The synth sound was just like, what is this? And he wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't in sync. Like it wasn't 
it was like he was drunk playing this piano, but it was like he'd been taking piano lessons for three months. Like it wasn't like he actually, <laughs> he may have not owned this, this piano. It just sounded like there was a lot of notes that were like, if he had been playing a piano piece would have probably been the wrong note for that song. Like as not, he's playing not in the it. right chord. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I studied <laughs> piano for so, and I did music in college. Like that was my thing. It just, Anyways, as he's experience. playing it, it was just kind of funny to listen to as you're sitting there, and it was just kind of dun 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 dun. dun. Well, and then he would whisper into the mic, "Mi amor." <laughs> but, and, and then I look. So I'm. I have my back to him. I kind of turn to him, and then he winks at me. <laughs> And I'm like, I don't even know how to respond. I just made, like I said earlier, I made eye contact and we shouldn't have made eye contact. Anyways, it was kind of refreshing, though, to listen to him play because he was playing not because he felt like he was a professional. He was playing just for the sheer joy of it. Mm. And that was so inspiring to me. It was straight from the heart. Because I feel like so many times on Instagram, I catch myself where I just see the absolute best of the best of the best. You're essentially seeing people who are the most creative, the most talented. Everything that you're seeing is just amazing. And it's not even that it's so curated, but just because there's so much out there that that's what gets the most views on Instagram. That's what gets pushed. And so I catch myself seeing that. And it was just a good reminder out there that you can do things and be average and that's okay. <laughs> and sometimes that is beautiful that's just for the joy of it. Okay. Just for the joy of making and spreading art. You yeah. don't have to be amazing at it. I think I enjoyed his music even more than if he had been an amazing uh, musician at it. I enjoyed I it more. I agree. I agree with that. that it was, was inspiring fair. to me. It made me want to go and create more and to have less of a filter and less of a judgment against myself watching him do that. He was unashamed, too. There was like he was not feeling self-conscious at all. Zero. So much confidence up there as he is just like plunking away at this thing. <laughs> so thank you, old man from the restaurant in Amalfi that gave us inspiration yeah. to keep going. He also, so as we were leaving, he gave Davis another wink and then he took me back. He grabbed me by the arm and whispered something in Italian to me, very sultry in his deep voice as he's looking at Davis. No, 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 no. We still have no idea what he said, but I have to believe it had something to do with that is a keeper. That's <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, that was another inspirational moment to me. And well, I think that's enough stories for this week. We've got a, a whole nother week ahead of us where we've got one more day here in Amalfi and then we go out to Spain. And that's going to be an adventure. I am I'm forecasting sunny weather. We are praying for sun. We're doing the sun dances to hopefully get some warmer weather there. It's going to be, uh, again, a little bit of a travel day to get there. But we've never been to Ibiza, so we're super excited about it. So be sure to tune in next week. We will be recording from Ibiza, and we'll talk to you guys then. Bye.